Assalamualaikum everybody. Oh my god, I know right. I've not been so good at updating my podcast. I'm so sorry. Daytimes are now quite tough for me to do it because well, I'm very much preoccupied and nighttimes, believe it or not, I'll just join my kids to sleep. It's the old factor thing. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk today about a topic that's kind of serious and also relatable to me and hopefully it will shed some light to some of you and it's about postpartum depression so let's start so yes i know this topic is kind of i don't know i'm not sure if it's still taboo to be talked about amongst malaysian women but definitely not something young people widely share about or give awareness to because the last thing I googled about it in Malaysia is that there are hardly any statistics or even the latest studies involving postpartum depression in Malaysia. So it's quite sad because you're just hearing stories and experiences from other mothers and uh, sadly when it gets really bad is when things get in the news where you know the mother is not well or tends to hurt herself or even the baby which is really really sad and so that i would like to just share not really talking about i'm having postpartum depression because what i had definitely was not uh, a really good pantang i'm one of those young under fell in the category of hashtag team pantang the best <laughs> okay and i i wouldn't say i had postpartum depression but it was somewhere around there all right i don't think i fit the criteria as much because i tried to cope with it and fight it the best i can and alhamdulillah for having a medical background i kind of have this uh extra well i wouldn't say advantage in a way i'm lucky that i can manage to keep myself in check the best i can and i know how to let it out um but to let you know what happened was during my first child my son yusuf of course i was really really excited looking forward into motherhood and stuff but what happened during the pantang well the confinement was something what, that was beyond what my expectation obviously and i totally did not foresee things that i went through happened all right so that itself can contribute to you having postpartum depression when you have conflicts uh with certain people and things don't really go your way you kind of feel the urge that you want certain things done but it's not met and you're frustrated So these feelings, right? Apparently when you feel it post delivery, it's kind of a big deal. It's not like every other day where you just feel a bad day at work and it can get you down in a day, but to feel it during the confinement period, you just delivered a baby, can be very exhausting and it can be overwhelming. So I remembered going through such things where there's a conflict between certain family members during my confinement period and it gets so i would say bad to the point that one night i just cried and cried and feeling so frustrated that i couldn't breastfeed my son yusuf in peace and i remembered i know this is not really a nice thing to share but 
I just want my viewers to, you know, for those who are listening to know that uh, it affected me so bad to the point that when I was crying at night, one of the nights, I just handed my husband Yusuf and decided, you know what, I don't want to go through this. I'm just so frustrated. I can't stop from feeling sad and I'm crying. And I also realized it's important for the spouse to understand what you're going through instead of dismissing it as something like you need to buck up and be strong. This is not, husband, sorry to say, this is not one of those moments where you just tell your wife to buck up as if she just came back from work and complaining about her colleagues or boss. This is a very crucial time where she needs extra support. Now, let's be clear that I'm not all about trying to manjakan your wife uh, every time she delivered a baby. But I don't see anything wrong with that either. It's because she went through a big deal. You know, going through labor, doesn't matter whether, whether it's natural or delivery via C-section. It's a big deal. And I think she needs the support she can get from you or whoever's in the house to know that she wants to feel loved and cared for and that she knows she can get help when she needs them. That's very important. And for you to, you know, not be sensitive to these needs can be conflicting and cause problems in the end. So I would believe that this time, this period, the mother should be paid more attention because if the mother is not okay, then the baby won't be okay too because she's going to be with the baby most of the time right so you kind of want the mother to be mentally sound at least all right and she's doing whatever she can to get by the day you know adjusting to having a new baby and to have the people around her at the time supporting her trying their best to um help in whenever they can would be so much helpful so another thing that I would definitely recommend to those new mothers or mothers who are having their second or third child is that if you went through the mistakes I did and that is, well, that was, I didn't have proper planning, all right? I didn't have proper planning in my confinement. I really thought, you know, why not the first one? We just go with the flow and so happens someone um, decided to help out with me during the confinement time so i thought you know as we go with the flow it's kind of normal that family members would offer help but sadly the first time it got into a bad conflict that um there were like sort of a struggle of power on who is going to manage who and uh, that didn't end so well during that time so for mariam my second daughter i kind of made up my mind that okay i wanted this for my confinement and again I wouldn't say I planned so well because I was kind of expecting that person to do certain things for me the way I wanted it so expectation is a is a problem when the other person are not in tune to what you want or let's say they just don't feel like doing up to what you want they feel like um, it's not their obligation to so I think the planning is important because if you want certain things like how your confinement is to, you know, to be, maybe to hire or pay someone 
to offer you these services would be a much better option. And I know sometimes it's kind of costly because these are obviously luxury luxury thing. You're comfortable. Uh, this person, you don't have to feel any sensitivity to tell her off or anything because you're paying her, right? <laughs> it's different than if it's your family member. Obviously, you're not paying them. So when you're paying someone or these services, they can actually can attend to your needs better and you can not feel... Um, you know, shy or, you know, malu nak pesan anything to how you want it to be. So I think planning in terms of having these services would actually be best. And to be honest, I if I could, re- you know, repeat the whole situation in my, uh, for my cases, I would have actually set aside some money for having a confinement lady or these services. Back then, it wasn't something, uh, I wouldn't say my time was so long ago but they didn't really freely offered it uh, through social media so I kind of not know how to get one except from someone else recommendations and stuff and you know you kind of have to book this this service beforehand so now you're very lucky because on Instagram itself there's so many of these services available and they've already written the packages for you so I would suggest investing in this kind of thing whenever you know the minute you know you're pregnant you know you get like nine months plus to before the baby comes set aside some money to have this uh, proper service unless you know that you can depend on your family member and they can you know cater to your needs or you're not fussy god knows because you never know the day comes when that day you might be feeling a bit overwhelmed and so depending on family members to be there for you can be a bit of a tricky thing unless they know you that well and they're willing to do that for you. Okay, and the final part of this topic that I wanted to share with you, this is totally based on my experience. I would say, I would say that whatever that a woman or a wife, the mother face during confinement sometimes can last post confinement so i think this is a very important thing because if you're traumatized or somewhat by your labor or even during the confinement some you know an eventful you have an eventful confinement period i noticed that this can sort of linger in you post uh confinement period you know your postpartum period which is more than six weeks so what I want to share with you my experience was that I didn't know I would be so possessive on my children. I really didn't. Maybe the factors were there because I kind of waited for a quite a while for my first son to arrive because of previous miscarriage and I was, you know, it's been a while since I can get pregnant with him. So I was really into motherhood. I was I had a happy pregnancy. I mean, I would say so. Even my baby was inside me for more than 40 weeks. So I went for classes. I was kind of ready for the day to come for me to meet him. But it totally was unexpected when I faced some, well, I would say hiccups. Maybe hiccups is such a small word. <laughs> but some of these things I didn't foresee happening or even didn't even expect to me to happen during confinement. So the fact that it happened throughout the confinement 
and I kind of kept it to myself most of the time. I realized that kind of behavior where I kept it to myself instead of voicing out my frustration lingered on until I had my second child and even my third. So I noticed this this can be unhealthy because you kind of like, you know, simpan in your heart and you didn't want to tell people that you're going through this problem. So if you kind of have resentment or anger or revenge, it's going to be in you because you're going to meet the same person or the ordeal is coming back and you might it might remind you of that trauma you faced. So I would not want any of you to go through that because why I turned out to be very possessive my of my children was because I was sort of um you know dihalang I was dihalang from actually attending to my children during the confinement period which is something yang memang I could not understand why so when I was being pushed away from the things I wanted to do during confinement period it is it made a obviously a bad you know impression on the whole thing and because i kept it inside me i just you know orang kata telan you don't want to hurt that person it became some, some some sort of a resentment and worse was that i want to tell all mothers out there when you're a mother this is a chance for you to actually become a better version of yourself because now you have to whatever you do are going to be seen by your little baby and your child when he grow up they're going to see if you're strong strong enough to stand up for yourself strong enough to take care of them or you're going to let people just come in and bully and you know bullying you into doing whatever you want to do because if you choose that kind of life where you're just going to go and suck in or you know just cave into whatever people tell you to do then you're not going to obviously raise a child who's going to be independent and strong in that area because they they're seeing it through you so in a way i must say the blessing that i went through that was that i become a stronger version of myself i was more confident on why i'm doing it on what i wanted to do and i voiced it out instead of keeping it inside and along the way i learned that this is part of growing up i guess i kind of got it a bit late <laughs> bila dah jadi mak baru dapat right but i'm still grateful for this growth so i hope all mothers out there don't feel the need to be bullied whatever it is you want to do and you think it's right for your child find strength to do it i know the first thing is to not be rude but in my case i wasn't and it wasn't until i had to take in so much that i realized i am being bullied that only then i started to stand out and i wouldn't suggest you go through that kind of you know length of duration to become strong because you might take in bad things in you and it makes the situation worse so try to deal it as it comes and you know to stand up to how you want it because that's how i ended up being who I am right now when I proclaim myself in front of people I'm a tiger mummy not because I'm a tiger to my children which I am <laughs> they're kind of scared of me right now but I'm also a tiger when it comes to people sort of telling me what to do or shouldn't do so now I'm able to somehow manage to come 
become the bad. You know, the beginning I would like literally spit fire back whenever they say something offensive. But as you mature, of course, you start to calm down. So I learned the art of ignoring is a bliss. <laughs> I started ignoring these people. I continue doing what I do. It isn't. I mean, unless they come forceful to me or they come a bit, you know, violent, then of course I would react the same way. But other than that, I've learned the art of ignoring and focusing on my role as a mother. And I think this is very important. If you have a good confinement, inshallah, uh, it makes you more positive on how you deal with people. But even if you don't, don't, I, you know, don't, don't fret, don't give up. This is a chance for you to come back stronger in a way i would look at it like that because in a way i'm help i'm grateful that what i went through if that makes me who i am today so i hope that's all for today um i'm gonna end it now because i don't want to make a long podcast and so i wish you all the best new mothers may god be with you banyak-banyakkan doa i know at the time during confinement you can't really pray but you can definitely make doa you know and um listen to the quran the, as while you're breastfeeding the baby have good thoughts the best you can and don't don't be afraid to voice out what you feel and what you want especially to your partner or whoever you feel comfortable with don't all right don't risk your health your mental health because of i don't know being polite <laughs> there's no such thing as being polite you are the priority so i wish you all the best and may god always help us when we need him so i akhiri dengan wabillahi taufiq wa hidayah wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh good night mm-hmm.